You've tuned into Bombproof Recovery Radio, your access to today's best addiction recovery ideas, tools, and experts. Listen in and you will learn what is and what isn't working today. Now, let's get bombproof with your host, James Healy. Hey, this is James. Welcome to the show. My goal is to provide you, your loved ones, and anyone you know who needs one, a helping hand to find success in recovery so they can live the life they desire, the life they deserve. But before we get started, I wanted to let you know about my free sobriety course, which will help anyone seeking a sober lifestyle find a successful path. Check it out at bombproofrecovery.com. And hey, if, if you're new to recovery and trying to detox on your own, please seek professional help and supervision if you are coming off of alcohol or benzos, because that can kill you. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to one of our supporters, The Addictions Coach. Now, The Addictions Coach is the nation's foremost network of sober coaches, recovery coaching, and sober companion specialists. If you are looking to get unstuck from your addiction and recovery challenges, get in touch with The Addictions Coach. They have been featured on all the major networks and shows like Dr. Phil, Oprah, Good Morning America, and more. The Addictions Coach is completely discreet and their programs are customized to your individual needs. Check them out at theaddictionscoach.com. Hey everybody, this is James and welcome to today's show. Have you ever wondered if there is more to life than this? Well, you're not alone. It took my next guest 35 years to wake up from his slumber and start thinking, but once he did, he learned to quit smoking quit alcohol, quit gambling and pornography, as well as quitting his job, creating a new one, going through a terrible divorce, losing everything he owned, including the right to father his own son, and having to learn to piece it all back together again. He is the host of the Alcohol and Addiction Podcast, the founder of the Needy Helper and Needy Helper Hub, and the author of the Needy Helper 2015 Diary Excerpts, A Life After Quitting Alcohol. Hey Lee, welcome to the show. How's it going, James? That 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 all makes me sound like a complete huge screw up. <laughs> I was thinking it makes me sound like my my life too. Like I always say, it was like one really bad country western song. Like, was, everything was going to shit. It was just was, like one thing after another. <laughs> I always remember explaining to. I was telling a poker player this once, a professional poker player. His name is Bryn Kenny, quite a famous poker player. And I was telling him all this that I'd given up, and he just turned to me and said. Dude, you've just given up life. <laughs> and, and, and that's an important point, though, James, isn't it? Because people I, – I, my dad, right? My dad has all the bad habits in the world. And I remember he, he, he was diagnosed with being a diabetic. And it's like, Dad, you know, you, you've got to stop drinking – he likes drinking soda, right? Dad, you've got to <laughs> stop drinking soda. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, if I, if I stop drinking soda, then, then what else am I going to do in life? You're going to stop me doing this and stop. And there's this perception that by stopping all these so-called wonderful things that we do, like watching pornography, eating cakes, um, smoking, drinking, drinking alcohol, yeah. 
this perception that life is going to be terrible when we stop these things, which is, of course, is a complete illusion. But you really do not understand this until you experience it, unfortunately. Oh, totally. Well, and it, we're so conditioned that way. Like when you watch TV or whatever, the messaging is all out there that everything's better when you got a Bud Light in your hand or well, whatever it is, right? I mean, <laughs> these alcohol adverts, they, they, there is a lot of them, well, most of them actually, you don't even see the alcohol, right? They focus right. on lifestyle and, and, and they, and they, they pick their, their demographic and they really show like, this is how you get the girl. This is how you become cool. This is how you get really muscly. It's, it's the <laughs> lifestyle. And, and you're right. Yeah, we are bombarded by these these images. And I'm a great component, actually, in the reason that I do the, or did the things that I did in my life, all these bad habits, were created by society, by societal conditioning, by my my need to fit into the rule book of life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh big part of my story too. I mean, it was just all the peer pressure early on. Mm. Like all, all the, you know, I was basically a nerd start in, in school, <laughs> one of the smart guys. And then I was trying to fit in with the, the other crowd and started, yeah. you know, drinking and smoking weed and all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah. here we are now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so give now. us a, that's the, the general overview of your, your life in a nutshell, but give us a brief synopsis on what led you all the way to where you are now with the, think, uh, the needy helper and your podcast and how you're helping yeah, others I, with I addiction. Think, I think the key milestones for me, uh, the first key milestone was, Having, having been a father, right? So yeah. 15 years ago, I find out I'm going to have a, a baby boy, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm smoking, I'm a drinking. Um, I, I've got a successful job at the time. I really enjoy my career. I'm earning a, a lot of money for where I live. But I do have all these bad habits. I'm eating a lot of crap and stuff. But I don't really recognize them as bad habits except for smoking. Because who in this day and age can smoke and not and smoke a cigarette, that is, not weed or anything? Who can right. smoke a cigarette this day and age and not realize that it's destroying their life, right? It's just the biggest, like, <laughs> right. smacking of everybody knows it, right? So yeah. I'm thinking to myself, A, I don't want my son to smoke. B, I don't want to be a hypocrite. How can I help him not smoke, become a non-smoker if I'm smoking, and see, I know smoking is going to kill me, um, but it's never really mad. But now it does matter because I want to see my son uh, grow up and live a long and healthy life. Because I think it's, I think as human beings, our mortality or our avoidance of mortality makes it really difficult for us to quit drinking. So if we, or drink smoking or any habits, if we say to ourselves, I need to quit this because of my health, Unless a doctor's telling you you're going to die tomorrow, likelihood is you're going to you're going to like blindside yourself from that because mortality is so far ahead in the future. So I said to myself, I'm going to quit smoking for my son. I read Alan Carr's Easy Way to Quit Smoking, and man, James, it was a real, it really, really kind of like important moment for me because nicotine is supposed to be the most addictive drug in the world, right? Right. And that way above heroin and every every other drug there is out there. Well, if that is so, if that is true, how was I able to quit smoking and never crave a single cigarette ever again in my life? How is that possible, ladies and gentlemen, if it is the most addictive substance known to man, right? There must be something else going on. And I really got into the psychology of this through Alan Carr, and I believed wholeheartedly 
that cigarettes provided no value to me. And because I reprogrammed my mind, which had been brainwashed by society to say that smoking did have value because I reprogrammed that, I never had a single craving, right? Mm. And that was 15 years ago. 10 years after that, I mean, yeah, was it 10, yeah, 10 years after that, I'm figuring to myself, okay, I've got a few problems going on here. My, <laughs> my marriage was falling apart, okay? My marriage was falling apart. And I said to myself, what is the key denominator here? Now, at the time, I thought it was alcohol because we were getting drunk all the time. Our entire life, like so many people who will listen to this podcast, our relationship, our friends, our entire existence on this planet was we sleep, we go to work, and we either sit down and watch television, not talking to each other, or on the weekend we get drunk as a skunk, right? Mm -hmm. And what started to happen was the weekend drunk as a skunk started to be every single night. Not drunk as a skunk every night because you have work to get up to, but certainly drinking wine and to me eventually trans, uh, going towards whiskey to kind of like, I don't know, it just became a habit, right? So mm -hmm. I realized that we're marking with my wife all the time. We haven't got a relationship, and the common denominator was alcohol. So I decided I was going to quit drinking alcohol to save my marriage, okay? I now realize, looking in hindsight, that drinking alcohol was just masking a lot of problems that I had that was causing my marriage to fall apart, not the alcohol, right? I know mm -hmm. that now. But at the time, I, di I didn't know that. So who do I turn to when I want to quit something? You know, it worked with smoking. Why can't it work with drinking? I pick up the Allen car, easy way to control alcohol. And to this day, James, the only reason I've never written a book on how to quit drinking alcohol is what's the point? If someone comes to me and says, Lee, how do I quit drinking? Read Alan Carr's book. I can't write it any better than Alan Carr can, right? It's right there, right? Yeah, so, so I read, read Alan Carr's book. Alan Carr gets me to believe that there is zero value in drinking alcohol. And I think quitting smoking 10 years earlier really helped me to kind of like understand that this could be possible and give me the, um, the, I didn't actually, I didn't even need a kick up the ass. I knew when I picked up book James that I was going to quit drinking. I would, because of my smoking experience. Mm -hmm. So if people are listening to this and they want to quit drinking, but they find it too much of a challenge, try to quit smoking or try to quit something else that is not so much of a challenge to give you that confidence that you need, that you can overcome these things before you take on a, a bigger thing. So I quit drinking alcohol to save my marriage, and then my wife asked me for a divorce. Boom. <laughs> that, that, that worked really well, right? Um, Did you go, but you didn't go back to drinking. You're like, well, I, that didn't work. <laughs> well, okay. So in the immediate aftermath of the divorce, I didn't go back to drinking, okay? Right. I actually went on this monumental shift. I am a great believer, and I've just done an online training course now covering this. I'm a great believer that when you stop a major addiction in your life, that all of us, that, that every addiction takes up a huge amount of time in your life, right? Huge mm -hmm. amount of time. Huge. And when I, get, when I gave up drinking, I had all this time on my hands. I call that time white space. And it's really important how you fill that white space. So I started to fill my white space by learning more about life, becoming more philosophical, thinking, and picking up more more books because, you know, why wouldn't I? I learned to give up smoking and drinking by reading books, the power mm -hmm. of education. The, the cheapest way that you'll ever find a mentor, by the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a $5 book, you know, and all of a sudden you've got a mentor on your hands. So I start right. reading more books. I read the Jack Canfield's book, Success Principles, um, yeah. and he says to me, you know what, Lee Davey, you can actually be or do anything you want in life. 
Man, I cried so hard that night. I was 30, 35 years of age, and someone's telling me that I can be whoever I want to be or do whatever I want to do in life. How the fuck did I end up where I am now then? You know, why <laughs> didn't you tell me this when I was younger so I couldn't make different choices? So anyway, I thought to myself, what's, what do I hate about my life right now? What do I want out of life? What my meaning and purpose? And I realized that my meaning and purpose in life was to help other people quit drinking alcohol and other addictions and to learn actually that society is actually taking control of your actions and that any actions that you take are not your own. They're driven by this rule book of life, these adverts, this marketing campaign, these mentors that tell you that this is the way you should live life. So you, you lose the ability to make choices and you defend the that right. So you pretend that you do have choice because to face the fact that you don't means that you've lived this life of uncontrol this uncontrollable life and right. it's too much for us. So yeah. that that I, I, that they're kind of choosing your purpose and your path by their messaging and you're not, you're not doing it yourself. Right? Yeah, I, I agree. So I, I wanted to help people understand that, right? Because right, you know, yeah. it's like, James, you quit drinking alcohol and all of a sudden yeah. you think you've, you've developed that confidence and power that you can do anything. I didn't know a single person in my life who'd quit drinking alcohol. I didn't. I didn't know anybody. I knew right. two people who didn't drink. I didn't know anyone who had quit. All my friends and family thought I was mental when i told him <laughs> when i worked on the railway for 20 years i was a very very senior there was i was two positions away from managing director the entire freight that came out of uh west wales in in, in wales in the uk right. i was responsible for it all the locomotives the wagons the staff the the safety of the staff the revenue the customers the contracts i was in charge of it all and one day i realized do I want to be the CEO of a railway? Is that what is that what life's about? What what do I get out of that? Like right. that that doesn't like that's not the theme of my life. I'm a great believer in theme, right? I'm a great yeah. believer that our lives are a story. Okay, yeah. my life is a story, and every story needs a theme. Otherwise, what the hell is this story about? People won't know what your story is about, and you won't know what your story is about. So I had to find a new theme, and my theme was transformation and service. I needed to transform from a person who was blindly following the rules of others to someone who took control of his life. And I needed to be in service. I needed to help others because addiction, James, turns you into an egotistical, selfish son of a bitch, right? All I was yeah. doing was looking after number one. My operating system, even till today, is look after number one. And I have to fight really hard against that and work really hard against that. So... Jack Canfield says I can do anything. All right, then. I'll quit my job of 20 years and, <laughs> and, and I'll quit. Then, then your family really thought you were crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, nobody wanted me to do this, James. You right. think about it. I got a page. I didn't tell you something else as well. I had a real severe gambling debt at the time. I'm 30,000 pounds in debt and I'm about to quit my only sure thing. Like, wow. I was never going to get sacked on the railway. I had a pension when I could retire at 55. Everything would have been hunky-dory. And I'm like, yeah, but this doesn't align with my theme. And it was the most difficult decision in my life, James, quitting my job. It really was. Mm. When, when you have been in a job for 20 years, you mm -hmm. can go in there, put your feet up, and work at 50% capacity, which I was doing at this point because I was drinking, 50% mm -hmm. capacity and still do a good job, right? Mm 
I, right. I had lost the plot completely. Um, but they, they, but because of <laughs> because it was the railway and the way that the railways are, you're always never going to get sacked, right? So hey. I decided I'm going to quit my job and create the needy helper. But how do you go from earning like uh, good money on the railway to creating a business <laughs> that helps people and pay your bills and look after your wife and, and run the household and right. get rid of £50,000 worth of debt, right? I, I didn't have a clue. So what I decided to do, this coach, uh, Jack Canva coach, I was doing this training course, said to me, write a list of all the things that you love doing in life. And how can you find a way of, you know, making a living out of it? And at the time, I loved playing poker. So I decided I was going to be a professional poker player. And I set myself a goal of earning $45,000 in 12 months. If I could make $45,000 in 12 months playing poker, that would give me the freedom and the time to be able to work on the needy helper. At the same time, I could pay my bills and I could show my wife at the time that, that this worked and she didn't have to worry about the house, right? So mm -hmm. I just go on this mission of like using all the skills that, I, that I've learned to this to day and what I teach people today to create this life as a professional poker player. And I failed. I did not become a professional poker player. But what I did become by complete accident is a writer of poker. Well, let's take a quick break here. I wanted to let you know about a really cool event I am part of this next summer. It's called Camp Recovery Elevator. And over the course of four days, we will share and intimately explore the tools insights and inner work required to be successful in a life of long-term sobriety. Guests will be encouraged to share personal experiences, explore different recovery approaches, and get outside of their comfort zones. I am helping to host this life-changing retreat with Paul from the Recovery Elevator podcast right here in beautiful Bozeman, Montana, August 24th to the 27th. But don't worry, there'll also be plenty of time during your visit to enjoy the great stuff we have here in Montana, like hiking in star-filled skies, along with the powerful workshops filled with fun, learning, laughter, and quite possibly tears. Now head on over to my site, bombproofrecovery.com, for more info and a link to register. There's also a coupon code there for a sweet discount and all of the details. If you have any questions, shoot me an email at james at bombproofrecovery.com and I really hope to see you there. It's going to be awesome. And this is bizarre, James. <laughs> I went from working on the railway, not knowing how to write a single thing, to traveling all over the world to the most exotic places you can imagine writing about poker. poker. Now, if people ever say to me, I can't quit my job, I don't know how to do this, I can't do that, I don't. Uh, I got no time for it because I was just a railwayman from 16 years of age, right? For the next 20 right. years, I was a railwayman. That's all I knew, okay? And then all of a sudden, I'm writing about poker. You learn to adapt. You learn yeah. to do the work and learn, okay? So yeah, when you're forced I, into it like that. Forced into it. Or... Well, you chose it, but it 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 kind of pushed your pushed your hand, so to speak. Is like you had to play a new hand of poker for yourself. It's like it's I got to play a winning hand. It's momentum for me. It's yeah. I learned I quit smoking 15 years ago, and that gives me a lot of strength and confidence that I can quit smoking. But then when I quit drinking, now I've got two monumental things that people can't do in life that I can do. Okay, hang on a minute now. I can really change habits. So then the next one is I quit my job, right? 
That is yeah. now now I do to this day forward. I believe now that unless there's a physical constraint in front of me, there's nothing other than time that's going to prevent me from doing something. So yeah, I become a poker writer, and slowly but surely, I started to create the Needy Helper, and I created a website first of all that was called LeeDavy.co.uk, I think it was, and I would just write about my life. Um, mm-hmm. And then I realized I needed to get a little bit more specialized, and uh, I created the Needy Helper and focused just on alcohol. And then I wasn't happy with that. I didn't want to just focus on alcohol, although people were telling me to niche down. To me, the most important part where I wanted to influence people was learning and understanding this issue with societal conditioning, understanding that we're all in Plato's cave, that we have never seen the real world because our eyes aren't open. And I wanted to help open people's eyes. So I broadened my scope a little bit. And now I help people quit any addictions that they want. But more importantly, I help people to learn and understand the art of story to allow them to create new stories and new lives. Right. So right. Alan, Alan Carr wasn't around to help me fill in my white space. I want to be around to help people fill their white space. So right. the Alcohol Addiction podcast was born out of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So people can learn from um, people who have quit drinking alcohol or, mm-hmm. or other drugs or whatever other addictions, people who are going through it and haven't. I, I have them on the show. I think that's really important as well. And yeah. anybody to do with uh, lifestyle change. So I just had a, a guy on recently called Yukai Chu, who's like a top game designer, you know, because I believe that turning your life into a game is really important. So he's going to come up in a forthcoming episode, really important. Uh, I, I wrote the book as well, The Need a Helper 2015 Diary Excerpts, because right now, James, I am in the trenches, right? Mm-hmm. I have not achieved anything. I'm in the middle of my story. If we say that a story is three acts, right? We have a beginning, a middle, and an end. We are born, we live, and then we die, right? I am in Mm -hmm. the middle of it right now. And I'm fed up, quite frankly, of picking up self-help books where some guy or or woman who has now reached superstar status, they've sold 10 million books, they live in this beautiful mansion in Palo Alto or whatever, (laughs) fly around in helicopters. I can't connect with that, right? I cannot connect with it because I'm a working class scumbag from the UK, right? I cannot connect with it. So I don't want to know like this 10 steps to becoming a gazillionaire. I don't want to know right. that. I want to know what it was like when they were struggling their ass off to like create a company when they were working on the railway. I, I want to know what it was like to, you know, recover from a relapse in the moment they're relapsing so i wrote the book it's a diary it's it enables people to see what i'm going through on a daily basis you know it's like mm-hmm. will i be a success in life yeah i will how do i know that because i know i will know that because i have conviction in my so rather than write a story when i get to the end let's let's write it now so people can be in the trenches with me now so that's the needy helper book and i've just created something called the needy helper hub yeah, tell us about the hub. Yeah, the hub is is great. It's only just started. There's only a few people in it. And I kind of like it there's only a few people in it. I know more about name. <laughs> you get to interact with them. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. I, I, I know that I need 1,200 members paying £5 a month for me to be able to pay my bills and to work on the needy helper full-time without me having to write about poker. That's the goal, okay? But, mm-hmm. but but right now, I have like five members on there, okay? I like having five members on there because when I've got 1,200, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to kind of get in and around everybody, right? The whole purpose of the hub at the moment is for people to check in, feel like there's like-minded people there 
who provide them with community and support, okay, and check in on a daily basis to get help and guidance on how to fill the white space. Now, what makes the Needy Helper Hub different than other kind of forums? I've been on a lot of sobriety forums, okay, and quite frankly, I was getting fed up of, I was getting banned from them, James. I was getting banned <laughs> from forums. I was, I admit it. I would go on a forum and someone would write on there, um, I've been drink- I, I gave up drinking for a week and then I came on today and I was really pissed off and I went to the fridge and I opened a beer and drank it. And I would read this and I'd be like, <laughs> why, why have you got fucking beer in the fridge and you're trying to give up drinking? <laughs> and I would, I, I, would, I would write in there in my typical man way, um, <laughs> right. oh, I, I know how you can stop that problem. Don't have drinking in your fridge. <laughs> Don't have beer in your and, fridge, yeah. Yeah, and people were getting really pissed off at me and... Um, the other thing that happens as well in this industry, which is really sad, and I am not going to allow this to happen in the needy help hub, is this <laughs> competitive edge comes in there. So people start saying, oh, you're coming to my forum to steal my people to go on your forum, so I'm going to ban you from my forum. Right. Like, can, I just say, can I just say right now, everyone needs to wake the fuck up, right? <laughs> right. We're in this sobriety business. Why are we in this business? Are we in this business to help people? Are we in this business to benefit financially? Why are we in this business to benefit financially? Is it so we can buy materialistic things or is it so we can use that money to um, help buy mosquito nets? So people (laughs) dying from malaria in Africa, right? What is the reason we're doing this? I can tell you why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to help people. I'm doing it to help these children in Malawi who are dying through mosquito nets. And the way that I will do that is by helping, is by providing training courses, tools, and books, which will help people save their lives and help their lives. And at the same time, siphon a 5% of that fund. And hopefully, as I'm able to navigate away from poker, I can siphon (laughs) more of that money. I can save people's lives, right? That's what I'm doing it for. So if you right. come to my site, James, and you say, hey, I've got a podcast called the James Healy Podcast, right? I'm not going to ban you from my forum. <laughs> that's what I want. I want people to learn to quit alcohol and other addictions. Go and check out James po- James podcast. That's what it's all about, right? So I was getting all banned right. from Well, I'm going to come to your – because I have been banned from some, <laughs> some forums right. for just right. that. It's like, <laughs> hey, I, I just interviewed so-and-so. They have all this information about, you know – how parents can help their kids in addictions or whatever it is. And I get all these messages. You can't promote yourself. And I'm like, I'm not promoting me. I'm promoting the Perry, this other expert who helps some of your members. Yeah. It's, it drives me crazy. If you're, if you're out there banning people, you need to take a really good look at why you're banning people. Do you know, I told you yeah. I write about poker, right? So I interview yeah. the most famous poker players in the world okay I, I interviewed sam trickett who is the most winning gig live tournament poker player in uh, the whole of europe something like 20 million in winnings i interview him and i post the interview on a uh, poker forum called two plus two poker forum they ban me for spamming them how can it be <laughs> spam if i'm putting a link to a an, an article interviewing the greatest one of the poker players in the world so i, I create uh, a hub but, I, but right. what I've done on the hub is I've, I've created an area called check-in, right? And in that, and I encourage people on a daily basis 
to check in. It's like their journal. It's like them saying, this is what happened for me today. Okay. That's the right. area where we empathize with people, where we pat people on the back, where we do not give them advice. It's against the rules. Okay. We're just there to say, well done, you know, encourage them, et cetera, et cetera. But then right. we have another discussion channel called the help and guidance discussion channel. So if somebody comes on the check-in channel, uh, like Elaine, I've got, I've got someone on, uh, one of the needy helpers is called Elaine. Elaine was on the area of a day and she's talking about, um, her husband made her feel guilty by saying, you know, I really liked it when you drank alcohol because we were a good team. All right. Now I read that in a check-in and I see an alarm bell goes off. I, I, mm-hmm. I see that as a leak. If she's feeling guilty in that moment because he says that, that's a leak in her mm-hmm. in her game. And she needs to fix that leak, okay? But she's but but she's not asking me for help. So I just type in the check-in section, oh, I have some I have some ways, uh, some points that I'd like to raise to you if you if you want them. If you do Pop them in the help and discussion channel and I'll give you some help and advice. And she went to the help and discussion channel and says, I want some help and advice. So now I'm able, so I'm asking permission to, okay? The other thing, the other thing with the needy help hub, which you don't get in other forums that I've seen, I'm able to, in that instance, Elaine's saying she's got a problem here, right? Because, well, she Mm -hmm. doesn't even know she's got a problem, but she's basically saying, and I'm listening here because I'm like on this forum all the time, that her husband is saying, make her feel guilty. I I know I know that that is an issue with more than just Elaine, because I am mm-hmm. in tune with my community. Okay, I can now create mm-hmm. a training course that allows her to deal with that, mm-hmm. and I can deliver her that training course. So in the moment she is trying to give up, she's been sober for six months. She's on the forum. She's getting com- community help and support by other people. She's getting community help and support by myself. And as and when she encounters problems trying to fill her white space or any triggers that comes up, I am listening to this and I'm creating training courses that enables her to like watch the videos and read what, you know, the, the, the documents or the, the slides that I create and then mm-hmm. move forward from that. And I don't even have to, I don't even have to give them advice in the forum. I can just know that they're, they're suffering from an issue because of the way they're checking in and I can create mm-hmm. a training for that so i've just finished today i haven't put it out there yet but i finished my first big training course called finding meaning and purpose through the art of story uh, mm-hmm. that will that will be published on the hub uh in the next month so i'm really excited about cool. that actually cool and then you have a the first 30 days is free right so people can check out the hub and and if you know, they, get, get if connected they're if they're quick because what i'm finding <laughs> is, and I've, I've found this ever since i've begun this I have a real problem with people pitching um, training courses that help people at a real high price. I have a real problem, mm-hmm. with it, right? People might say, yeah, but if someone's going to pay 6000 for it, they can pay 6000 for it, you know, right? I told you that I needed 1,200 members for me to, to, to pay my bills, right? right. Well, I could, I could actually create a training course, charge 1,000 pounds for it, and just get six people to buy it, right? I don't want to do that. That's not my market. I have a real problem and issue with that. So I always started out saying, I don't want you to, I don't want to charge people. I don't want people who can't afford my services. You pay me what you, that you need, right? Mm-hmm. Hell, I'll even give my services away for free. It doesn't work, James. It really doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. People don't take you seriously. People don't take the right. product seriously and people are right. invested in it. They, they're not invested in it until they pay for it. Good example is very quickly, transcendental meditation. I became a transcendental, uh, a practitioner of TM, and I've become a meditator. It's one of the most important things in my life and encourage everybody to do it. I got very angry that the TM practitioners 
wanted to charge me for that. I get even angrier now that they want me to pay thousands upon thousands more to advance my TM learning, and I will not do it. However, I became a a, a full-on meditator because I paid for it. I was like, right. there's no way I'm not going to do this now because I paid for it, right? <laughs> I got to so, take advantage of it. Yeah, I paid for it. Yeah, how many things do you not pay for? You check out and then you never go back. So get over the hub now. Yeah. It's free for a month, but I ain't going to be there for long because it doesn't work. I have not had a lot of people come over and test it out. I, I need to do a bit of a gamification here. I need to make the group I need to make people really want to get in there. And that's my marketing. You know, we need to market well as people who need to help people. And this is not to be a crude businessman to earn money, right? You need a top marketeer in order to help save people's lives. It's just the way it is. So I need to work on that a little bit um, and then get people in. But hell, James, it's £5 a month. I I (laughs) need that deliberately because it's cheaper than Netflix. You used to spend... A lot more than that at the pub every night, didn't you? (laughs) I don't even know. It's probably £5 for a pack of cigarettes. It's probably nearly £5 for a drink these days, right? It's £5 for Netflix. If you can waste your time watching House of Cards, Game of Thrones, and all those shows that I love, right? If you can can waste your time to do that and pay seven, eight pounds for it, you can waste your time better, okay, by spending £5 to come over the hub and learn to change your life. That's the way I see things. All right. And so needyhelper.com? Yeah, get over to uh, www.needyhelper.com and there's a big sign right there in front of you that says click on this hub, get your free month for free and then get on there. Get on the hub. Don't just watch the videos though. Get into the community. That's what it's all about. You need to sign up for a hub uh, to get in the hub but you then need to sign up to get into the community tab and once you put your email in there, I can contact you and then say to you, look, this is how you get into the community section and, and yeah, Basically, we're going to do regular webinars on a weekly basis. I call them town hall meetings. So people, the needy helpers, can then create the community forum so it's their own. It's really important that it's not my forum, James. It's, it's the people's forum. And, and mm-hmm. it becomes their home. It's really, really important to me that because it's a good business. It's a real business milestone for me. Like, you know, when I was on the railway, I really needed it to be. It's the people who work within an organization who are most important in a business. Right. Yeah. They're the people who provide the most value. Yeah. And there's definitely that st- social connection that helps people change their story. Oh. Right. And, you know, there's then the accountability piece. Cause if I'm changing my story from drinking and smoking and gambling and pornography or whatever to something else, if I have other people who are also trying to do the same thing at the same time, yeah. It's just knowing that is inspirational for oh, me I, and helps draw me to that. I agree. So that's awesome. So obviously that's got you pretty fired up right now. Your new, your hub and your new course. (laughs) I just finished the videos today, you know, and and, and what's really, what's really interesting about the video and why I think that people should buy the 2015 needy helper diary and then buy the next diary that I'm going to write in 2016 is I decided, James, after procrastinating for a year, I bought this pro- product, this platform called Kajabi, right? It's a great right. platform out there for anyone who wants to do online training course. I paid like 700 pounds for it. And I bought it in November last year. In November this year, I have to pay another 700 pounds. It's like October. <laughs> I've like, I've, I've procrastinated for an entire year, right? Now, I started this online training course. I started the hub right at the beginning of my wife going into labor. Uh, right and i did did that for a reason james 
Because people turn around and say, oh, I'll give up drinking. <laughs> people right now who are thinking about giving up drinking are saying to themselves, if I could just get the holidays out of the way, then I can give up drinking. I created this course, okay, when my wife was going into labor. I knew it would be super difficult for me to spend the time and commitment needed to get this done. But it was a good exercise for me to just get this shit done and make it work. And this is what life is about, ladies and gentlemen. It isn't Tony Robbins. It isn't Jack Camford. It isn't people who've got all the time in the world on their hands to do this thing. You know, I have to yeah. get up in the morning and I have to write my ass off. I have to write poker article after poker article after poker article. Eight to 12 hours of writing poker articles so I can pay my bills. And then I have to love my wife. Then I have to find friends and community. I have to be a father to a 15-year-old and now a one-month-old. And in that time, I need to find the time to create these videos. How do you do that? Well, I tell people how I do that through the hub and through the book. You know, that yeah. is the biggest learning thing for me. It's, yeah, for me too. I, I'm busy. I have a three and a half year old and yeah, working full time doing this podcast and all kinds of other stuff. But I think it's focusing on your priorities. And if those are your priorities, like loving your wife. It's going to happen, right? Google. Now, this is really funny. James, James <laughs> has got a great podcast, right? If anybody out there is thinking about a podcast, Google how to create a podcast. If you do that, odds are, odds on you will end up with Pat Flynn. And Pat Flynn yeah. will, will teach you how to create a podcast. That's not what you want to know. You don't want to know <laughs> how to get a microphone, which microphone to buy. Um, you don't know. We need to know how Skype works, what earphones. To, you you want to know how to find the time to do a podcast. You want to know <laughs> right. how to network and find guests. You want to know how the, to get the courage to even speak in the mic. What are you going to talk about? Like You, you got to get an, al an alarm that works and gets you out of bed at yeah, three in the morning. <laughs> James, James, well, let's be honest here, right? I missed yeah. the. I was not on time for this because I was doing finishing my training. <laughs> right. And James has had that. James has had to say, Lee, get on here. Yeah, I've got 45 minutes. I've got a crack on because I've got some. <laughs> we had that. So if you want to learn how to create a podcast, contact James and ask him really, truly, how does he fit it all in with everything he's <laughs> Yeah, this is true. All right. Well, speaking of, I do have to oh, get to another go. interview. <laughs> but it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah, I got to go have a I quick smoke. Before breath. I got... I <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, popping on here. And I look forward to your course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I do believe creating your own story, your new story, which has a purpose and that's really important to you, that you love to get up, uh, you know, and attack every day is a key to addiction recovery. I know it's helped me and helping others find that, you know, being transformational, helping them find their purpose is yeah. definitely helping me. I'm so going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sign off with one piece of advice. Okay. That everybody could take away. I just finished my training course videos. I went in to see my wife who was breastfeeding our one month old baby. And I said, baby, I've done it. I've done all my videos. And she looked <laughs> at me, she said, well done, love. She said, are you happy with them? And I said, no, they could be a million <laughs> times better. They could be so much more polished. I could hire people to do it. Great quality, but I don't give a shit. I finished them. <laughs> I've done them and it's going out as it is. And people can give me feedback and tell me how they are, how I can improve them. And over time, they will get better. Because if They'll I don't put better. them out now, I will never get anything done. If you want to quit drinking today, 
quit drinking. And if you relapse, you relapse. You start again, okay? But take action. That's my advice. Take action. I love it. Great advice. Thanks, Lee. Thank you, James. Take care, buddy. See ya. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Bombproof Recovery Radio. For show notes, our free sobriety course, and more, head on over to bombproofrecovery.com. Here's your story, let's begin. The water's fine, come on, dive in. The future's here, it's right before your eyes. Step by step, you're on your way. Welcome to a brighter day. Don't you know it feels good to be alive? You could be larger than life. Bigger than the world. Living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. You could fly. know you're good. Yeah. It's up to changing everywhere. Do we dream and do we dare? It's up to you. The door is open wide. Feel the rhythm of today. Learn the part and join the play. The world is here. Let's take it for a ride. You could be larger than life. You're cool.